Big D Entertainment, in association with Dipsy Doodle Productions, presents The Dave Holly Hour. Brought to you by Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th, The Sky in Tea, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Jesse Moffat Entertainment, and Sonny's Pizzeria. The Dave Holly Hour features Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment Conversations. A true lover of arts, entertainment, good food, and fun times, including an occasional Jack Daniels. Okay, so a few Jack Daniels. Here he is, Dave Holly. Welcome, Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment lovers. Alex Newcomb Weiland stays busy at the Premier Playhouse. She's on staff and still finds time to be in productions as well. Then Sioux Falls Arts Council Executive Director Kellen Boyce is back on the show. She too is busy. We talk about a variety of subjects, including how the Arts Council and the city look to beautify an eyesore downtown. Plus, we'll tell you who gets this week's honorable mention, as well as draw for another winner of Pizza with a Podcaster. But first, let's pop the cork on this bubbly little show. Time to grab your favorite beverage, lift it high, and toast it to being Thursday, a.k.a. Weekend Eve. Hey, the weekend isn't around the corner, it's here! So long, hump day in your frumpy way. We say hello to Thursdays with opening nights. The weekend is near and we can see the bright lights. Yes, Thursday, you're so hearty, we can't wait for Friday, so a day early, we start the party. Lift him up high, and yes, I have a drink in hand as I am ready to salute and give a weekend eve toast to our neighbor, Cameron Nelson. Congratulations on becoming a District 10 state representative. Our best wishes to you as you begin your journey in the state legislature. So congratulations and cheers to you, my dear neighbor, Cameron Nelson. It is time for another drawing of pizza with a podcaster. Each week, we draw one name out of the barrel of names of those that have followed the Dave Holly Hour, either on Instagram or on Facebook. And that person then wins a free pizza from Sonny's Pizzeria. Oh, they got good stuff just there the other day again. And we say congratulations this week to Brenda Ludens. Brenda, we will be in touch and get a certificate to you for a free pizza from Sonny's Pizzeria. Honorable mention. What made Dave smile, laugh, giggle, guffaw, slap his knee silly, have a tear of joy, or just say, oh, Wow. I believe that's how my love described what I had said when we were at an original musical, Salem. Written, produced, directed, basically everything but act himself in it. Luke Tatchy, congratulations on your honorable mention for this week. Luke has been on the show several times, uh, but you know what? Uh, as I was watching the previews coming up to opening night last week on social media. I kept seeing all the things from the dress rehearsals, and it was like I was watching a Broadway show. And it's like, this looks incredible. 
And uh, so then we get there, and I just kept thinking, this looks very Broadway-ish. <laughs> Luke, one of the most creative, multifaceted people you'll ever meet, writes the musical, scores the musical, directs the musical, even directs the music. The music, you know, the, the musicians. Luke, if this or anything else you ever create ends up on Broadway, please remember us. Congrats again, Luke Tatchy, on this week's Honorable Mention. Later in the show, Sioux Falls Arts Council Executive Director Kellen Boyce. Coming up next, from the Premier Playhouse, Alex Newcomb Wyland on the Dave Holly Hour. Comedy magician and hypnotist Jesse Moffitt's right. He can't play the piano, but he can sure entertain crowds with his amazing magic and clever quips. His shows always make the participants the stars, especially when they've fallen asleep on stage. Uh, I mean, they've been hypnotized. Are you the party planner in your group? then you owe it to your group to make the event magical, even if it puts you to sleep. Here's how. For booking information, go to Jesse Moffat Entertainment on Facebook. That's J-E-S-S-E-M-O-F-F-I-T-T. Or call 605-929-0964. Helping women feel empowered and confident is what Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th does while supplying high-quality clothing that fits your lifestyle, personality, and price point. Whether you want comfy and cozy, casual attire, or something for a special occasion, Posh provides quality, selection, and value. They carry sizes extra small to 3X and have something appropriate for any age. Feel empowered and get confident. Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th. Arts and entertainment lovers, you hit the mark. It's the Dave Holly Hour. Welcome back, everybody. Did you want to say it or should I say it? Okay, I'll say it for you, everybody. It's always a pleasure to talk Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment, and I have been waiting for this interview. <laughs> and we're at a special place to hold the interview because she's going to eat pizza. Because she was the first winner of Pizza with a Podcaster, Alex Newcomb Wyland. But you've probably heard of her if you've been around the arts and entertainment scene here in the Sioux Falls area. She's been a little bit busy. And that's how come it took this long to get her her free coupon for a free pizza and sit down with her to talk about everything she does. How are you? I am great, Dave. How are you? I, if I were any better, I'd be <laughs> twins. I could get twice as much done. That would be so nice, That'd wouldn't it? That'd be two podcasts a week. <laughs> we would all love it, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, you're too kind. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, you have been busy, though, and that's why it took a while. Yes. Uh, because you are uh, very busy, first of all, your job mm -hmm. uh, at the Premier Playhouse. You have plenty going on there. We'll we'll find out the details in a moment. Absolutely. Um, and then you also do some teaching. I do. Uh, in fact, uh, you and Oliver. Yes. Uh, Oliver Mays right now <laughs> have him. been doing all. Oh, what a great He's dude, the best. Huh? Yeah. Wow. Uh, and uh, it's it's one of those things that uh, I'm a little upset that I didn't find out about it earlier. I know. Because I'm Sorry. <laughs> we'll uh, have more. We'll have yeah, more. It's okay. Good. Yes. Good, 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 good. <laughs> uh, but uh, in the meantime, uh, you just finished playing a wonderful, wonderful part because you were in Young Frankenstein. It's true. Oh, wow. <laughs> First yes. of all, uh, kudos. It was and bravo, you. bravo, bravo. It was absolutely amazing. Thank you. And I say that um, with a couple of things in mind, because uh, first of all, 
I'm a huge Mel Brooks fan, and I was very partial to the movie, thinking, oh man, what's a musical going to be like and so forth. So you always go in, but you know, I always try to, to be careful uh, upfront about it. It's like, you know, soak it all up, give a judgment afterward. Yes. Uh, and then the other little factoid is the fact that uh, uh, Frob Luker in the movie, played by Cloris Leachman. Yes. Double dated with my father in high school. <gasps> yeah. What? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like, you were a fun little thing. I was going to say a little more connected yeah. to that show than I initially like anticipated. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so like I said, you know, the big thing was just the fact the partiality that I had toward the movie, mm-hmm. uh, and to go in and see what everybody did with it at Premier Playhouse, uh, I was astounded. Well, and thank you. Uh, I thought there was uh, some perfect casting, you included. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Casey Kustak as yes. Icor. Oh, my gosh, Casey. Uh, Nathan Sparks <laughs> as the monster. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so it was great to watch. How did that feel when you knew that you were taking on something that, you know, originally was an iconic movie? Oh, my gosh. Um, well, to say the least, it was, you know, it's a little overwhelming because you're like, oh my gosh, there's this standard, right, that I have to meet. There's the standard or like expectation from audience members right. that are familiar with the show and right. familiar because with the movie. Right, you played the part and... that Terry Gar had. Yes, and yes. I'm, and... I'm a little partial to her. <laughs> yeah, she's <laughs> awesome. We love her. Um, but it was, you know, it's something that I've done this show before. So this was the third time I have actually third been in the, a production of Young Frankenstein. Wow. Yeah. So and the, what other roles have you been then? I've been in the ensemble both times. Okay. So the first one so this was... First time leading. Yes. Yeah. Always oh wanted my. to play Inga, though. Yeah. She's always been a very fun character. Um, and I felt like I found a lot of opportunity with her to kind of step out of that. Like, again, she kind of is in a little bit of a box with her, mm-hmm. like, characterization because she's, you know, kind of this blonde, like, I hate to say it, but just like bimbo kind of yeah. that's like her persona that she's right. taking on and I wanted to kind of challenge that a little bit and like give her more agency in her performance mm-hmm. and give her more just like she's here for because she wants to be and she knows what she's doing right and so that was fun and then also make her like weird in a lot of ways <laughs> that like people would be like a little shocked to see her be weird you know because she's true she's cute or she's pretty right. and she's you know she's nice and whatever it is helpful great right but i want her to be a little kooky too and a little just a little outside of the box so it was really fun and you know that's what was a little nerve-wracking about taking a little bit of a different spin on it is that i wasn't sure how people would like it but i also was like i don't really care right. i'm gonna just have fun with this and your, like I'm your gonna, choice yeah i'm gonna right. enjoy your, it your and choice as an actor and then uh, oliver's choice yeah as well and uh, jesse and that's right yes co-directorship yes jesse on that. and that oliver yep. awesome yep. uh and uh, so just and, and you know, we there's a particular seat that we have for our season tickets at uh, Premier Playhouse, mm-hmm. right in front of uh, the audio board. Oh yes, nice. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> but you hear all sorts of things sitting back there. We hear all sorts of things, <laughs> and then also uh, that night, Jesse was uh, sitting just a few feet beyond them, right up against the back <laughs> wall, and it's like, man, somebody's really enjoying the show. Yes. Oh, it's the director. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I know. He loved to encourage us every single time. It was so funny because you can hear it. You know, when you recognize someone's right. laugh, I will say one other person, Rebecca Meerman, her laugh is just like it's infectious. One and one of those, yes, you yeah. can like hear her in the audience and you hear Jesse in the audience. You're like, oh, yes, I know they're out there today. This yeah. is great. Uh, I have someone on my side. It's exactly. Awesome. Well, From, you, you can count on me to be on your thank side, you, too. Dave. I appreciate you it. Are <laughs> tremendous. Uh, and uh, for me, it was the first time to see you in a leading role. 
And wow. uh, so it was, uh, it was incredible, well, like I mentioned you. earlier. And not just saying that because you're sitting across the table from me. But, <laughs> thank you. Uh, because uh, we, we go to uh, quite a few shows around here and love to see, you know, the production, love mm -hmm. to see... Um, you know, I, I always uh, like to go back to something Sarah Crosby said when she first moved to town and My started mama. DAPA. Yeah, uh, I was one of the directors oh. uh, for a while. Wow. Yeah, a long time ago in a land far, far away. That's amazing. Uh, but, you know, one of the reasons she started was she said, the kids in Sioux Falls are as talented as the kids in New York and Los Angeles. They just don't have the opportunities. And I love that we are seeing incredible opportunities. Yeah. Uh, and, and love to see how much everything steps up to. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes when you think of uh, community theater and uh, arts in general being stepped up, uh, then you kind of go, oh, yeah, okay, so they brought somebody in, huh? Mm -hmm. No. Uh, this is all that local talent that's now getting those opportunities. And you think about that uh, even in getting a job yeah. uh, in the fine arts now. You know, you have a job. I do. Yeah. At the theater, at it, the Premier Playhouse. It's crazy. It blows my mind. I never like. You know, 20 years ago. Yeah. I would have thought, oh, yeah, well, you know, maybe she'll get to Chicago or someplace like that mm -hmm. or have to go farther beyond. But uh, so it's great yeah. that that talent is sticking around because then someone like yourself, and we'll get into this a little bit sure. too, <laughs> is adding that to someone a few years younger yeah and making them keep growing it and so forth all right so we talked a little <laughs> bit of a uh, young frankenstein mm -hmm. but let's let's go back to the roots then yes. what got you started in, in theater in theater oh my gosh well this is kind of a funny story um, i like funny stories <laughs> yeah well my family's always been very involved in theater mm -hmm. um we grew up like our easter tradition at my house is um watching jesus christ superstar with ted neely and carl anderson and um cooking like mediterranean chicken and like eating mediterranean food and like that's how we you know celebrate easter we don't usually do a traditional like easter mm -hmm. sunday um no ham huh yeah no no <laughs> ham on easter no <laughs> strictly chicken yes <laughs> um so that's kind of like just been a part of my life forever but i think the influence from like that is from like a lot of my dad's side and my dad's mom is a professional clown so As she was I. no way yes what yeah Wait, what was your clown name? Debo. Debo? D-W-E-B-O, but don't worry about the B-O, because oops, I'm sorry, <laughs> forgot something today, didn't I? That's amazing. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. That's so, how yeah. long did you clown for? Uh, a decade. Oh yeah. my gosh. So did you go like, did you do like birthday parties? Did you do stuff like that? Did a or? lot of birthday parties. Uh, did a lot of uh, meet and greet type things. Oh my gosh. Uh, also did, you know, some magic shows and some one man variety shows. Oh, things that's that line. so and, cool. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Clowning is so cool. <laughs> that's like my grandma. Yeah. So my grandma and I, like she and her sister. So that's where you learned your makeup skills. Huh? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. Well, we used to do like clown workshops when I was a kid. Like I would spend the weekend mm -hmm. or I'd spend a week with my grandma in Madison, South Dakota. Right. And my cousins and I, my sister and I would go there and she would like give us all of her old crown outfits and we would dress up and do makeup and do photo shoots and stuff like that. Um, 
but she and her sister had like a clown duo that were like Bubbles and Dimples the clown. Okay. And they did, yeah, they did like workshops, they did birthday parties, they did all that kind of stuff. And so a lot of the theatricality within myself came from (laughs) there. Comes from her, yeah, mostly. So she's my biggest inspiration for it. She's so passionate and loving and just like departed you know that and she, it just runs in her veins and i just yeah she's my so biggest at, at what point did you hop on stage then oh gosh and uh, catch the theater bug it was a little bit of a journey for me i was a super shy kid so i had a lot of anxiety about like mm-hmm. you know people and being in front of people and um my elementary school did a yearly performance where you know we were a smaller school we went to all city elementary and so it was like only like one class per grade and so we all participated in like the yearly musical um but only like the fourth and fifth graders got to be on to stage be right, yeah, yeah right all the kids got to sing a song or the classes got to sing a song so i was in it every in it every time with that um but it wasn't until i think fourth or fifth grade that i actually got on the stage oh my gosh I was so nervous <laughs> but i played like mary from Mary Had a Little Lamb. Okay. And I dressed up in that, and that right. was like, I had like three lines, and I was like, studied them all day long. I was so nervous. And that was like the first role I think I had on stages in fourth grade. So, so what was the first time that uh, you uh, bumped up beyond that then? Was it uh, a a uh, high school play then or anything and did did it all progress then throughout yeah so i mean i always kind of had a thought and a dream that i wanted to be like a actress or an actor in my life and you know i grew up with like the oh i'm not gonna be able to do that like you know that whole thing you know we always are in that sometimes we just can't do what we want to do because we won't make enough money or we won't do all these you know we won't get what we need from it and it wasn't until gosh i think it was my senior year of high school that i played cinderella in cinderella and that that was like the moment for me that it just switched and i was like i just i can't do anything else like i have to do this and so i just decided to then from there kind of pursue it it was on and off right Right. like i did shows in middle school and i was part of dapa and place for living and things like that and i just loved it but and I was an Orland Terp, and so I did all these things, but I never thought it was going to be my career until my senior year. Okay. Yeah. And then you decided to go down to USD. I did, yes. Yeah. <laughs> go and, uh, So you've got your uh, bachelor's in fine arts. I do, yep. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they have, you know, a, a strong, strong program. They do. But you know what's uh, great about it is, you know, you think about it. Okay, so you got a strong program at USD. you got a strong program now at USF. Augie and STSU. Yeah. And it's pretty tough to go wrong in choosing a school if you want to pursue fine arts. It's very true. Yes, it's very true. I have a history of of my family members uh, taking place at SDSU, you know, at Prairie Rep. My uncle and honor on the board down there. My cousin Allison was there for a long time. So I always, you know, the signs showed for me to go to SDSU, but... Um, Vermilion really worked out for me, I think, and just, I loved the town, I loved the people, I mm-hmm. loved, like, the focus that we had in our department, and, yeah, I mean, not, I love, you know, SDSU as well, but, you, yeah, USD was my, my place, so. <laughs> so, do you get into the rivalries, then? <laughs> I, you know... I was never part of it, but you know, a lot of a lot of other people are pretty diehard on either oh, side. Oh, no and, doubt. Yeah. You know, I had an SDSU sticker on my car, even though I went to USD. <laughs> so it's like I was a little bit torn between. So <laughs> got to cover the bases. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So now let's talk about Premier Playhouse. Okay. And uh, tell us first of all, what is your title there? Yes. And then we'll extrapolate beyond that. Dive into that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, my title is Production Specialist and Education Coordinator. So 
that means a lot of different things. <laughs> I was just going to say, that sounds like a loaded barrel of yes. uh, all sorts of things. Yes. Uh, so let's talk about the production specialist part. Sure. Yeah. Production specialist. Um, so I kind of take a lot of production management roles on. So making sure that we have deadlines and timelines for our builds and for our designers to make sure that everything's on schedule. I also am like the main form of communication between our designers and our stage management, our direction team, you know, people like that. Um, also then kind of run tech week. I run the performance schedule. I don't have to be there every single night, right. but I do. I'm in charge of, you know, making mm -hmm. sure it's going and then strike all those kind of things. Yeah. So I make sure that the train is on the right track <laughs> <laughs> and the call list and so forth. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's something I pair, you know, that's more stage management really in our realm of right. like, you know, who's called each night and things like that. So. All right. Well, let's talk about the education. Part. Okay. Yeah. All yeah. right. Uh, so. You knew that you were going to want to be involved in theater then, mm -hmm. your senior year in high school. Mm -hmm. And uh, now, you know, you get to help out people in that category. I do. Uh, it has to be pretty rewarding. It's really cool. <laughs> what do you enjoy most about that? Oh, my gosh. Um, well, working with kids is just my favorite thing ever. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm always going to be a child at heart no matter what. And so it's so nice to have be surrounded by the people that also have that and are currently a child <laughs> so it's like you know you're just infected with that childlike wonder and excitement and creativity and I just love living in that world and participating in that and so it's really cool to like hone in on that with kids and like have it be brought forth for them and they have a good experience and they're excited as just like we are and it's just it's building that next generation you know and right. it's it's really cool to be able to be a part of that and influence that so and is that the same coolness you felt at that age you know i it was yeah i mean i looked up to so many of my teachers and my professors i mean i you know bob wenland was one of my biggest like inspirations in sioux falls for so long still is currently but he was a mentor of mine for years and i learned so much from him and so it's so cool now to like be in that next phase where we're friends now yeah. and like you know what i mean <laughs> Pretty good guy to follow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Definitely. So it's, yeah, it's, that's what I, I mean, they helped me keep that excitement. And so I love that I get to be in the same soil right. and that build that and grow that as well. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things that we saw this past year was uh, with DAPA, uh, the incorporation of, uh, you know, people that are acting on a regular basis oh, along such a cool with thing. the kids. Just absolutely loved it. Yeah. Um, and great. it's so fun to see all that taking place. So uh, what else do you see? Well, you know, another great project, uh, Penguin Project that oh uh, Premier Playhouse had this past summer. Wow. It's, Dave, it's my favorite thing I've ever done. I mean, yeah. it's, I mean, or been a part of, you know, it's like, it's, it's such a rewarding experience and I don't ever want to do anything else. Like yeah. I look forward to it. It's my favorite production. I think I'll, or yearly production that I will ever do. It's, it's amazing. And I think our production team and the kids involved, everyone feels the same way. Like we just found a community of people that yeah. feel the same way. Yeah, so. uh, phenomenal to see that. Uh, so Thank you. what about uh, the things that you want to accomplish in the education department at the Premier Playhouse. Oh my gosh. Well, we're starting to do some of it right now. Uh, we have our two acting classes that are going on this year. Um, our scene study class for both youth and adults, mm -hmm. and then also our musical theater or like acting and musical theater classes for same youth and adults. Um, just stuff that we continue just want to have available to our community. Right. Um, they're all free of cost. Well, so. <laughs> and I suppose it's also a great way of uh, building up the stable. Yes, you know? exactly. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. Well, if we do this and somebody that's never been on stage before all mm -hmm. of a sudden comes up and wows us. Yeah. Uh, then we've got somebody to look for. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, what, what's been the toughest part of uh, putting those classes together? 
I guess, you know, part of the same issue I think that you've had is just getting the word out and making sure mm -hmm. people know that they're available, you know, and like, luckily we had a really good, we had a really good turnout for this first kind of first class that we've done. Um, but I'm glad, to, and I'm glad to hear that, but that was probably the biggest thing is like, people don't know that there's acting classes in town. And so now this is a first thing for us. And, you know, the people that have been involved have, I've, at least to other our faces, they said they really like right. them. So, yeah. uh, so if somebody goes into that, what's the what's the commitment time wise? Um, so this one is only about a five week every Thursday night. Mm -hmm. um, so it's only about two hours a night for five weeks, and then we have a final like showcase yeah. just to show off like the scene or the songs that we're going to be work that you work on in class, basically. So. Uh, is the showcase going to be public or is it? Yeah, a, it's a it public viewing. Be. Yeah, so November twentieth okay. is our scene study one. Yes, <laughs> Sunday? Yes, a Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Sunday, so 20th. All right. Yeah, we wanted to use all five classes to really use as special time, you know, giving mm -hmm. to our participants. And so then the final showcase is just like a little like everyone come watch the work that they did. And that's it. And will those be pieces that the, they came up with? Uh, these are ones that actually Oliver or and I have something that you like, had in place for yeah, them to work on. Yeah, we've had scenes and kind of okay. gave it to them based on what they had told us what they were interested in focusing on for uh -huh. their class. And so tried to curate it to each individual person. All right. So, uh, so we're going to have a little comedy. We're going to have some drama. What yeah. What involved? A little bit of all of it, yeah. yeah. I mean, we have some monologues, we have some like partner scenes, you know, it kind of just depends on what people wanted to do. So I love it's really variety. cool. Yeah, you know, right. It's that, nice. It is such a, a great thing that you're doing with that. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, hope to see even more of it. Uh, yes. And, you know, I tell you what, the Premier Playhouse right now is, is doing so well Thank uh, you. with its programming, you know, besides uh, incredible productions. Uh, you've got the classes going on like that. Another thing that uh, is coming up in February, the premiere premieres. Yes. Uh, so cool. Just fantastic. <laughs> I was fortunate enough to be part of a reading of one of them that was chosen. Uh, Mo Hurley uh, is just uh, one of those incredible people. She's amazing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, I remember last year in uh, 29 Steps and then uh, at the end of the show going out and... Uh, so I saw Marisa first and I was going to go up and say congratulations to her. And she starts walking right up to me. She says, I keep telling people that Mo Hurley's a force to be reckoned yes, with. Yes, she is, though. <laughs> yeah. Author, like writer, performer, all of it. She's incredible. Yeah. 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 And uh, just a, a director fun... now, too. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. She's so good. And so just a, so much fun. Uh, to see so many different types of personalities that make it on stage. And then when they do make it on stage, <laughs> here's this great melding of everybody. Yeah. Uh, you oh, know, and, and we talk about it on the show a lot. Um, family, you know, that everybody yeah. gets this family from one particular show and their theater keep family keeps growing as uh, they, uh, you know, are in more shows yeah. and so forth. And of course, you know, that means that Bob Nelson has the uh, world's largest family. He's got the biggest family <laughs> ever. <laughs> uh, but it is uh, such a, a great part of our community. Mm -hmm. uh, but, uh, you know, besides the uh, premiere, uh, have you been in productions around the area as well that uh, you would like to do again? Or oh, my gosh. And so forth? I mean, all of them. But yes, yeah. um, I've worked with Bear Bodkins a couple of times. So with Jaina Fitzsimmons 
Simmons and RJ Fitzsimmons. Yep. Um, and that has been always just an incredible summer, like, yeah. act, you know, activity that I've taken part of. And I'm hoping to get back into that again sometime and audition for them again. Um, I did a Goodnight Theater Collective last year where I was in A Little Shop of Horrors yes. yep. and Into the Woods. So yep. both of those were awesome. I love that group. I love everyone involved in that. So. Um, and then I directed Stop Kiss for Monstrous yes, this last right. year too. So I'm that really was powerful. Oh, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> thank you that. so much. Thank very, you. That was an good. incredible experience for yeah. for myself as well as I hope for everyone else to see such a beautiful story being told. You know, I mean, a sad, tragic in some ways, but right, a lot of but still. A lot of really beautiful yeah. moments in there too. No so. doubt. Uh, so, what about uh, the future for you? I mean, you, you do incredibly well at what you're doing right now. No, thank you. uh, you're from this area. Uh, is there something bigger out there though that you want to hit or get to? You know, what, what are the aspirations? Yeah, I mean, I think I I always have aspirations to continue to just grow as a performer mm -hmm. and grow as a person and. I think right now I'm really happy with where I'm at, but I'm excited to I'm excited to continue to find opportunities that come to me, you know, or anything or seek them out, you know, whatever happens. I'm I'm really kind of down for whatever. I just right now I'm really loving where I'm at with my new title Good. at the Playhouse and being able to perform when I can. Because we don't want you to go anywhere else. Oh, <laughs> I don't plan on it anytime soon. I just bought a house, so I'm here for a hot second. Yeah. <laughs> yes. In in the neighborhood. Yes. Even. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what about uh, you know? Um, you know, roles that you would love to play. Oh, oh my gosh. What's up there on your list that if we ever do this show, I've got to audition for this? I mean, uh, the first one that comes to my mind for sure is Jenna in Waitress. Mm -hmm. She's like, when that show came out, I watched that movie when it was like an old, like an indie film in like right. the early 2000s, right? And my sister and I grew up watching it. And so it's always had a special place in my heart. And then when it turned into a musical and like Sarah Bareilles was writing music, I was like, this is my dream come true. <laughs> so she's a role that I would just melt away for if I could. Um, and that's like my big one. I mean, I've played Mary Magdalene in Jesus Christ Superstar, but would love to do that any other time in my life. Uh -huh. She's my favorite person. I just, I have such a beautiful like connection to her. And so she's another one that I would want to play. So interesting. Yeah. All right. Uh, any more directing that you want to be doing? I, yes, always. <laughs> I don't mm -hmm. ever want to stop. Um, I am directing one of our premier playhouse shows coming up, which is really cool. Okay. So I don't know if I'm allowed to reveal that information yeah, yet. So we'll hold off. We'll, we'll let Oliver spill the beans yeah, yeah. sometime <laughs> yeah, on that then. Exactly. <laughs> so that'll be fun. I get but you to, can tell to me afterward. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Great. Off, off air. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. So I always like to end uh, with a couple of uh, standby questions. Okay. Sometimes question number one means we don't need the second question. Okay. Uh, so let's start off here. When you are not part of the arts and entertainment community, mm -hmm. what do you like to be entertained by? Hmm. Can it still have to do with the arts and entertainment? Yes. <laughs> Even though it's not me doing it? <laughs> yeah. Because it's... Actually, actually, that's what uh, I always intend the question to lead yes, to. Yes, okay. Yeah. <laughs> It's, I mean, it's music and it's, mm -hmm. um, it's movies, thing, you know, television, things like that. Um, I'm a big music person, though. Growing up in my family, we've always made music together and play instruments and love to sing. And so a lot of my favorite time, like on the sidelines of not, you know, working or other parts of life is playing music, singing music, learning it, listening to it, discovering new artists, right. things like that. All so. right. 
then that means we do get a chance for question number two. Okay, cool. Any other hobbies? Any other hobbies? Um, well, I love my plants. My plants are a hobby at this point. It's a new hobby for me, so I'm still learning. Oh, you're going to love the neighborhood. But <laughs> that's great, then. Yeah. Yay. I can hopefully learn from others in the area, too, because <laughs> plants are a big one for me, as well as I love to paint. My grandma, who's also the clown, is a painter. Okay. So I learned from her a lot when I was growing oh, up wow. um, and have been influenced by her in that way. So mm -hmm. she's, I paint, and, you know, it makes me think of her. And right. I'm not as great as she is, but it's it's fun. It's it's relaxing. It's you know therapeutic in a lot of ways you know so. that's that's always the thing is uh you know some artists paint for the public some paint for their own selves yes uh and hopefully when they do paint for their own selves that we also at some point do get to see it you know yeah. because it, it's it's always nice to see okay what was somebody reflecting just like i always like uh, talking to uh, singer songwriters mm. and it's like okay you've done really well with this particular song What's your favorite song you wrote that hardly anybody's ever heard? You know, and, huh. and I always like those types of questions. That's so nice. yeah. what's the what's the bit that you did you're the most proud of that maybe if hmm. only a handful saw? Well, um, like for painting, is that what you're yeah, referring to? That, okay. That or anything along the line in art sure. and entertainment that you've been proud of that mm. uh, nobody really saw. Well, I guess I have, can I have two? Is that allowed? Yes, you okay. may. <laughs> There's one that I have, I wrote a song when I was in high school. So I do, I'm not a singer songwriter, but not really like, I don't write songs very often. It's just when I'm inspired, mm -hmm. right? Um, that I have that I've played for my mom a lot and she just loves it. And she, you know, but she's also maybe a little biased because she's my mom. But um, that's when I, I'm very embarrassed to play in front of other people because it's very, you know, it's very my heart exposed mm -hmm. and like ooey gooey on the ground. Everyone can <laughs> get stuck in it. So, and I do think, let's see, this is episode number 155. First time ooey gooey ooey has been dementia. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Changing the world. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so that's kind of one of my favorites uh, that is, you know, a little more, I'm a little more shy about. Mm -hmm. And the other one is, I'm maybe not quite as just shy, but it's in my house. Um, it's just a little terracotta pot that I painted that has like a cactus on it with a smiley face. And uh, he's just really happy to be there and I love him. So Well, fun. <laughs> and, and we've been happy to have you here. Well, thank you, Dave. Uh, again, we're recording today at the Sunday's Pizzeria because Alan she was on the list to have as a, a guest anyway, was the first winner back in August of a free pizza with Pizza with a Podcaster. Woo. Yes, all you have to do is follow the Dave Holly Hour either on Facebook or on Instagram. You are automatically entered. <laughs> we draw one winner each week. And uh, if you want, you can actually have pizza with me, but you don't have to. But uh, you get the free coupon no matter what. Uh, and uh, so it's been a blast getting to know you more uh, and uh, as well to, to see, you know, everything that you've already done and uh, what we're looking forward to having you do even more of. Thank you, Dave. All right. Appreciate it's it. Been a pleasure. And we'll be back with more of the Dave Holly Hour in just a moment. Sure, they have darts, and you've heard me talk about how ruggedly handsome the trivia host is, but all caps fun never stops at the Sky Lounge and Tea. And fun is best had with your friends enjoying live entertainment, as in live and local. Yeah, the Sky Lounge believes in giving you the best bands, solo artists, and comedians from the area. The Neo Johnsons, Elizabeth Hunstead, Skylar Volks, as well as many others. And a great staff will make sure you enjoy your fun at the Sky Lounge in T South Dakota. Ladies, when it's time to give your nails some love, get that extra special treatment from Quality Nails on South Minnesota Avenue in Sioux Falls. Manicures and pedicures that look great and make you feel fantastic. 
Zaya and Tony provide professional care for your hands and feet, whether you just want the basics or an extra special look with added flair. Oh, and guys, it's okay to treat yourself too. Quality Nails, call for an appointment, 605-334-1463. He's a bit flirtatious, but most of all, fun. Once again, here's Dave Hawley. Welcome back, everybody. Oh, 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 yeah, you know what I'm going to say. It is always a pleasure to talk Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment. It even becomes a greater pleasure when you get to talk about it with an executive director in the arts community. Kellen Boyce from Sioux Falls Arts Council. How are you? I'm good. How are you today? Glad to hear that. I'm doing well, thank you. <laughs> I've been uh, throughout the day saying, you know, if I were any better, I'd be twins because I could get twice as much stuff done. I don't know if that'll ever come to fruition, but, you know, there was a time when I was quite heavy and most people already thought I was twins. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we keep going forward and Sioux Falls Arts Council has been going forward and forward and forward. You have had some busy, busy times of late. Yes, yes. Yeah. And uh, so I, I think the first one that I want to talk about, there's uh, several topics we have in front of us, is uh, that, that big wall. Oh, yeah. That is... Uh, it is a site, but not for sore eyes. It's a site. Uh, <laughs> but we're going to beautify that site. And uh, this is the week that you're actually going to be looking at, uh, you know, the, a lot of the applications. Uh, the, uh, this comes out on Thursday morning. But on Wednesday, I believe that's a deadline for the people that want to get involved, uh, whether as an individual artist or as a team of artists, to paint a mural on the site of that uh, I'm not even sure what's on the inside of that anymore. Oh, it's a parking ramp. It's still just a parking yep, ramp. Yep. Okay. Yeah, but it's it's not the prettiest site now, so let's make it something. Yeah, so we've been uh, working with the city on how we can kind of beautify that space. Um, right now, uh, the city is doing looking for a developer to come and actually mm -hmm. redevelop the front of that site and possibly on top of the parking ramp. But in the meantime, they're giving us, we're signing what we call a use agreement with the city to uh, use that wall space and put some artwork on it until they have an actual developer come in and, and finalize and, and build a building in front of it. So um, we received about a $30,000 donation uh, in order to do a call for qual qualifications. Uh, mm -hmm find an artist or an artist team that's willing to to come forward and work on that project um, the wall itself is 240 by between 60 and 70 uh, feet high so it's quite big uh, but we don't intend the whole thing being painted completely okay um, using but more negative space and kind of being creative with the space is what we're trying to find uh, an artist that's willing to do that uh, uh, it's bigger than your average canvas. It's it's quite big. <laughs> yes, it's probably the biggest wall. Um, the San Houston building that just got painted, that's pretty big. Yeah. As far as for a mural. But that's but, still, you know, good size regardless. And it's yes. going to be um, a challenge, but also a very rewarding challenge for yeah. whoever goes along and does this. And the first time that we've been able to do a call for qualifications for something. So mm -hmm. we're not asking for the artwork up front. What we're asking for are for artists to submit that want the opportunity to submit an actual design uh, out of the 
you know, you'll, artists are submitting like their qualifications. So these are past projects that I've done. I'm equipped to be able to do the size of a project. And then we'll actually jury that through the Visual Arts Commission and that up to three artists will receive a $500 stipend. And then they'll actually create a proposed budget and um, mural design out of that funding. So then we'll have three designs to select from and then that artist will be selected to actually do the full mural. Uh, is there, is there going to be any uh, direction uh, from the Arts Council on this in terms of, well, we hope that it brings this to Sioux Falls. We hope that uh, this is incorporated or is it going to be, hey, we've we've trusted in the process of jurying this and uh, we're going to go with it. You now come up with everything else. Um, there are some ideas. I think there's some some potential themes that we can be giving those artists once the top three are selected as far as maybe the future of Sioux Falls could be the theme or the future skyline. I mean, there's been some ideas that have been mm -hmm. come out, but I always see that you get the best work sometimes when you let artists be artists. artists right. um, so it, it'll be determined. And then once the design is selected from the top three, I'm sure there's going to be some navigating between the artist and, you know, uh, the arts council in the city about, what you know some finite details uh that are going to come out of that but it'll be great no matter what i mean the artists that are submitting right now you wouldn't believe it they're all amazingly talented any one of them would would do a great job so well and just the fact that we're going to do something with that site that uh, it will be beautified one way or another is yes. is a fantastic uh, feeling for those of us that uh, are downtown a lot and yeah. it really uh, needs know. a reset right, right. it yeah. just needs like let's just put a reset button on that space <laughs> it just had so much negativity and just to see something beautiful when you walk by it or drive by it is just i think it's needed even if it's going to be covered up and it's kind of interesting when you think about it because it will be covered up right temporary art but it's going to create almost like a tomb for it because it's going to be within a building it's going to be packed in front of it so it's another artist was talking about it as being like a time capsule and they were okay with the fact that it would only be up for so long but in within view but it'll still always be there and they'll know that well which uh, made me made me really think of like that's kind of an interesting way to look true at it. And, and what is the projected time that you'd be looking to have this start be completed and then how long does the city think it would be before they develop so the mural artist, once this, they're selected by December, mm -hmm. we'll know who's going to be doing the work. Um, that artist will have time to develop their idea with us. And then come springtime when it gets warm enough, a primer coat will go up. The city's going to put up the primer coat top to bottom on that whole wall. And then the artist can start working um, with the plans that it'll be finished by June 30th of next year. Wow. That's not necessarily that long of a time frame to get that size done. Yeah. I mean, again, we're not asking for paint wall to wall, top uh, to bottom. True, but uh, just by the, the same token, I, uh, it's just, uh, you know, depending upon uh, when Mother Nature <laughs> decides that it's spring for us. It is, yeah. it is. Um, and, and then once that is, I mean, because by the time next year, the city's actually doing their call right now for developers to look at that space. And so they're imagining it's going to be 18 months. Yeah. At the at the least. At the least, I was going to say things yeah. things in government. It could government. be up to five years. I mean, right. we're, we're not. We don't know. We can't. Mm -hmm. I don't have the magic ball today. I can get it one of these days, but I don't have it today to say this is how long it's going to be out there. But we know it's going to at least take eighteen months. Once those processes, once that developer is selected, 
purchases, writes the agreement with the city, how long it takes to kind of do their survey and all the things. But the if you, if you recall, they, they were prepping that space for it. So there's actually footings put into the ground already. They've, it's ready to be built on. Um, but then that process of building permits and all that stuff. That's why they give that 18 months right. period. So, um, regardless, so like I said, I just think it's going to be fantastic, no matter what goes up on there. Yeah, and I have and to say real quick because I, I forgot I failed to mention Market Beat was our major donor on this. Oh wow! Which I just I can't imagine a greater partner. But yeah. I mean, we were really fortunate to find them to to come to help fund this project because a lot of people didn't want to fund it because it was so temporary mm -hmm. but they saw the the value and the reset of that space and bringing positivity to it so we we just had to i have to give them a little shout out because we yeah. couldn't do this without well, without they, them I, I think of it in terms of long term as well it may be a temporary art but you know what if uh, somebody's a, a tourist or somebody's here on some other type of business sees that and says wow that's really great uh and starts to think about is this the town for me? And then somebody comes to town, a business comes to town, another artist comes to town, whatever it may be, it was worth it then. Mm -hmm. the, the value is there for it. Yeah, and for us, for the Arts Council, because we're not really taking any percentage of the funding for this to, to actually do the call for art and be mm -hmm. working through it, which we've been working through it for almost two years now of just talking about these processes. Um, really, for us, it's the call for qualifications. It's showing the city that, you know what, you can hire an artist without asking them to create artwork up front. And you can provide a stipe, you know, you can select an artist and say, based on your qualifications, we want to select you for this opportunity. And then giving them money to create a design, which is a process that's not really done around, that I know of, that hasn't been really done in these parts. So I think it's a great opportunity for us as the Arts Council to propose these things, to watch the process go through, and to see a successful project take place and then to be able to reflect on that, like, see, we can do this here. This isn't unheard of uh, to pay someone before you see everything that they're going to be doing. So. I'm, I'm excited already. Just uh, I'm waiting for that to primer to go up even just so we can see something. And, yes. And, and know that there will be a finished product to it. Yes. Soon right. enough. Yes. It's, very soon. I, yes. I was really surprised when you were talking about that timeline of, of when you were hoping that it would all be finished, mm -hmm. uh, that we would have a product. So that's fantastic. All right. But uh, boy, you have just so many things going on then uh, because you also have what's called micro grants uh that you have been uh, giving out to, to various artists yes on a pretty regular basis and so there's a lot of local artists that are benefiting from what sioux falls arts council has uh, been able to help them with and so give us a little bit about how that uh, started and how many people are benefiting from it at this point so yes, uh, kind of during the pandemic, we were trying to figure out how we can really engage with the artist community and in what's the best fit, how can we really be helpful? Uh, and one of those things is providing funding. So a lot of grants out there kind of make artists jump through hoops and ask them for a lot up front. And so we thought, what if we really simplified the process, um, create little micro grants as far as like 250 or $500 pots of money that artists can apply for to use for materials. Maybe they want to take a class, 
Maybe they want to take a week off of work and finish a play that they're writing, whatever that is, uh, and give them an opportunity through a really simple grant process to, to achieve those goals that they have or those projects that they want to do um, and do that quarterly so that, man, I didn't miss that deadline. I got to wait till next <laughs> year to apply for it again. Every um, 90 days. <laughs> that they can apply for it first quarter. And then if they don't get it, then, you know, actually this grant rotates into the next quarter. So somebody from quarter one didn't receive a grant they're still in it at they're quarter already, three and okay. quarter four unless they call us and say actually i want to change that up or i'm not really happy with what i was asking for or maybe i already i completed that project i'm on to the next thing um so we have that kind of revolving grant as well which is nice because you don't have to be babysitting it the whole time in order to continue to get funded um so yeah up to this date we have about 45 artists that we've been able to grant funding for most of them are for the $500 mm-hmm. grant and uh, we should be able to hit about 60 by the end of the year so we're just finalizing our last uh, quarter four applicants and so we'll add another 15 plus to that number and then hopefully just grow this as as we as we move along we'll continue this program for the next two years so we've got funding for this and each year we're, we're giving out about a th- uh, $30,000 total. So what's been the reaction uh, from the people that are applying at this point then? Wow. Um, it's all over because everyone's asking for different things. So mm-hmm. we're not we're not really focused at this point of doing too much on the evaluation portion. So we'll get stories are kind of trickling in like, oh, by the way, quarter one, I received this micro grant. I'm finally getting around to doing this project. I have some time off of work to do this or um but it's been very positive. I can't. Right. I don't think one person has said, "Man, you gave me this money, and I just, I've been miserable ever since." It's been really positive, and and sometimes it's not always life changing, right? It's, but sometimes it is. So it's, it's it's kind of hard to quantify kind of the reactions I've been getting because they've been so varied. Um, but it's been very positive. We know we're doing the right thing. I always say every time I'm writing these checks out to these artists and putting them in the mail. It's just like focused. We are doing exactly what we're supposed to be doing. This what is the your kind of work is, that's right. important. Yeah. Um, and our community is really responding. Right now we have about 270 artists in the queue, meaning 200 applications have come through. And out of that, we've been able to fund 60 of those. We'll be able to fund at least 60 mm-hmm. by the end of this year. So that's telling me that we've got a great you know, rate of people applying True. and the ones that are actually receiving it. I mean, it's like what one in three that you'd be able to get I'm trying to figure out the math in my head. It's probably not one in three. It's like probably one in little, little beyond three four. and a half yeah. um, <laughs> that you'd be able to actually get the funding. So that's really good. You have a really good chance artists right. do of actually receiving the funds. Do you think that uh, one of the uh, biggest misconceptions uh, in our community, because we do have a very strong, uh, visual arts uh, and uh, performing arts, uh, arts and entertainment overall in the Sioux Falls area is growing in by leaps and bounds. Mm-hmm. Do you still think that there's a misconception out there? A lot of people don't realize how many actually do this for a living? Or that it's more than just a, a little hobby? Oh, I mean, I think the people that would rather not have a part-time job. They'd rather be creating exactly. full-time. I think there's yeah. more people that want to be creating full-time than there are people that are just doing it for a hobby. And that's just when I meet an artist, I'm talking to them and mm-hmm. you can hear it that they 
they wish they had all the time in the world to be doing what they love to do the best, not right. waiting tables or yeah. working at their part-time gig. Um, so a micro grant helps that person and maybe spurs them along to, to continue and... Uh, it can. Um, we, we just see ripples, right? Mm -hmm. We see, you know, maybe it didn't change everything for them, but... And that's also why I didn't want the evaluations to be very strict. Like, oh, you have to tell us in six months how you've right. been. Because I want them to come in as they realize, like, wow, maybe that spurred them to take a class. And since they took that class and they got that job, they did this thing. And then two years down the road, they're thinking about it and going, that kind of all started from the microgrants. Then mm -hmm. I want to hear those stories. So we're, we're still learning about what that does when you directly fund the arts from the bottom up. Instead of putting all the money at the top and watching it try to trickle down, which it really doesn't do that. And so I feel like the process, and that, that was great when we applied for the grant to give out the grants from the Sioux Falls Area Community Foundation. They were skeptical on, A, if we could find enough artists to give that much money to. <laughs> That's kind of funny um, because we could. The irony. <laughs> yes. Um, and then like, well, you mean you're just going to give them money and how are you going to know they spent it? the right way and there was a lot of questions and it's really trusting the process and realizing that there's no straight line from mm -hmm. a to z there's all these points and for artists it's it's ever well, changing and evolving so it's really hard to just say we have to do it this way and so another great example of us challenging an organization to do things differently and to look at things differently and to kind of get out of our box and saying, well, you got to evaluate and you got to know where the money's going and just trusting the process and allowing it to happen. I always think of how much money was already into things, even before a person gets a micro grant such as this. Um, you know, I, I like to equate the fact that, okay, for my podcast, uh, you know, this little boom microphone arm is 50 bucks. Uh, the microphone itself is $100. The cables that we have here, just a, a few of them, 20-something. Uh, the mixer, uh, thankfully, I, I received it as a gift uh, and won it. Uh, but otherwise, it's like a $600 piece of equipment. Exactly. And and people don't understand that. So, you know, when it comes to artists and the canvas that they go out and mm -hmm. buy, they, they come, uh, you know, all the paint supplies and uh, the brushes and everything else. And then you get people that go beyond that and it's not just that they picked up you know a six pack of brushes at michael's or someplace like that you know it's uh, they're wanting to make sure that, that it provides the brush stroke that they need uh mm -hmm. and you know there's brushes that go for several dollars not just uh, you know oh let's let's take this one off the rack because there's six for five you know, that's not the type of thing that they're doing. And then you also get the people that start doing mixed media and expressing themselves beyond just a, a palette and, yeah. uh, and a canvas. Well, and we're really not interested in seeing receipts and right. trying to find but, out. But just, you know, what, you what, know, but to, to say, like, we just want artists to be artists. Right. And I guess the point I was wanting yeah. to get to was the fact that. You know, think of what already went into somebody that's already oh, totally. doing this. You know, how many years have they been honing their craft? Uh, you know, and, and what did they have in, in terms? Maybe it was uh, self-taught, mm -hmm. uh, but maybe they you know went to a, a school. You know, maybe they went to a design school. Maybe they went to an art school, a music school, uh, and all those things that go into art that we tend to go, oh, hey, that's beautiful. I like that, yeah. and and not think of you know what already was taking place to get to this point 
And so that's what I love about uh, this program with the, with the micro grants is the fact that, uh, you know, it's going to hit everybody. Uh, and in fact, I'd kind of like to know what are the different uh, types of art that's already been covered by these micro grants? Well, the last round, I was really surprised. So, of course, you know, you have visual artists. And mm -hmm. I think that sometimes our community really looks at the visual arts because it's kind of a sculpture walk and you got museums right. and galleries and such. But then we have performing arts and we have uh, musicians. We have a lot of different, different, you know, you're saying your sounding board, like the different things, the mixers and stuff. We've gotten applications for those things mm -hmm. for somebody that's doing a podcast. And last quarter, I was really surprised. We funded three films, three wow. separate films on different on one first one was for like craft services. Uh -huh. um, one was to pay an artist to create something for the film. So just like the you just can't even you can't make this stuff up. I mean, endless. It's just endless. Like I can't I can't even even at the top of my head, it's like hard for me to say this is exactly the only things that we're funding because it's everything. So if you have an idea if you want to take a risk if you're if you've been wanting to buy that xyz thing apply for a micro grant because there's no reason you shouldn't and if we say no tomorrow we're gonna say maybe Mike, yes yeah. down the road so it <laughs> might doesn't be the next hurt. quarter might be and a year we've given yeah. a micro grant to somebody and they thought i thought that was over i i didn't realize it revolved and they were super excited to find out like oh my i get the money now and i didn't realize it was continuous so that was a nice surprise for them. It's like, yeah, your $500 check is here. And they're like, whoa, I totally forgot I even applied for it. So that's great. Um, and then we also want to help artists build confidence in the grant writing process. So you have one success, right? It gives you the courage to take that next risk mm -hmm. or to look at something else and say, you know what, I bet I can do that too. And so that's also part of the evolution of this is, is really uplifting our whole community looking at artists and saying, I see you, I recognize that you have needs, we're gonna try to fulfill those and then watch you grow as an artist. I think that's, you know, an amazing part of what we get to do now. And I and I can't imagine doing anything else. All right, so we can continue to grow in that regard. We also continue to grow in diversity and within our culture. And another program that you have, that's uh, just kind of in the footholds at this point, is BIPOC. Did I, did I pronounce it correctly? Yeah, so the the program that we're actually running right now is called Elevate BIPOC Artists. Okay. So BIPOC is Black, Indigenous, and People of Color artists in the community. And that is actually a program that we developed through a grant that we got through Arts Midwest uh, in conjunction with the Arts Council, the Statewide Arts Council, and Raising Magpies out of Rapid City. And the project is really of developing on how we work with BIPOC communities here in Sioux Falls and how we encourage BIPOC artists to not only be a part of the Arts Council, um, but working with programs that really promote and elevate what they're doing. And so I worked with Peter Strong from Racing Magpies over the last six months. And we kind of come to this conclusion of like, how can we do that? And how can we bridge some of those gaps and have some of those conversations? And along with our community engagement committee at the Arts Council, we developed the Elevate BIPOC Artist Program, which is really, uh, it'll be a series of, it'll be almost a documentary and a, a series of storytelling about different BIPOC artists in the community. And then it's actually produced by BIPOC artists. So right now we just did a call for um, qualifications for BIPOC artists in, in film to actually 
submit that they want to produce this documentary with us. Um, and we have the jurying processes happening this week, and then we'll hopefully be contacting those artists in the next week and telling them you got the opportunity. And then that opportunity is uh, 15000 that we got for the full grant. And what we're going to work with is the artists that are being told the stories are being told about it's kind of there's two different layers so there's the main group of the production artists but then the artist stories that they're going to be telling those artists will also receive a stipend to share their stories so we're going to dive into some of the micro grants artists that we've already worked with um, that are BIPOC artists as well as other artists in the community so the final product might be a 30 to 45 minute short documentary and then we'll actually show that at our next arts awards um, that's coming next summer so we'll preview it there and then hopefully that production team will be able to use that film and submit it to other film festivals and different things like that and elevate everybody right yeah. see a another group that we don't think of often here are the filmmakers that we have oh films yeah. i mean South Dakota Filmmakers Association. We got, uh, you know, the it's really the growing. The Cineku, you know, with the USF and, and the well, Cougars and, and yeah. their cinema stuff, and 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 storytelling is a really important thing, as you know. I mm -hmm. mean, we do podcasting. This is, it's the voice, and not to say that people aren't reading anymore. I mean, they are, but I think there's such an engagement to the visual aspect and the, the storytelling, and and through the lens of some, you know, someone's camera that's fascinating for people True. so it's like the point of view well, different shows that you see on pbs and the different things like people really love that aspect of somebody telling somebody else's story as well so well and documentaries in and of themselves thanks to streaming have uh, gained in, in such great popularity mm -hmm. uh so that you know anything you want to learn about anymore it's available for you to learn about not only just learn but uh, a bigger word that i love to use when it comes to arts appreciate yeah, you know, and, and uh, be able to take things in and just appreciate it. Be thankful that we have those types of artists and creators uh, in our community. But do they need a leader? <laughs> I know that uh, you obviously, as an executive director of Sioux Falls Arts Council, have plenty on your plate. I mean, think of what we've just already covered in the last 25 minutes. Um, but uh, I know that there's been... A movement afoot at uh, City Hall to uh, look at least at uh, having an arts coordinator position. Where do we, where do we stand on that right now? What's what's the possibility? What's the process? So, uh, a while back, um, the mayor had presented his administration budget to the city council, and one of those items was to have an arts coordinator position added to planning and development into the into their um, department there and that was out of all the positions that the city council approved that was the one that they did not approve mm. um and so it's not dead in the water i know we saw some things the argus sent out and oh that's it's it's over and and some people got really discouraged because um overall what this position would really provide is a voice for the arts within the city administration and that's very important because when we're at the table um, with, with the cities at the table making these decisions and doing these things and moving them forward, sometimes the arts really takes a back seat or is maybe one of those items that gets cut off 
at, you know, the budget floor is just like, they're like, oh, well, let's just get rid of the arts because we don't really need that. There's not really somebody that's pushing or advocating for that uh, at the city level. And um, you mean you have the Arts Council, you have other organizations that are, we're all doing our own thing, right? And sometimes when we get brought to the table, so for instance, when the Arts Council got approached to help with the wall, the eyesore, um, that was after the fact. So this person would really be sitting at the table during those major main discussions. More frontline. The we're just getting at the very tail end of things. And so when we're more and more intentional about how we implement the arts into our community on that level, you really see that. Um, I know there's some documents that are have been created through some other commissions um, that looked at maybe a 1% for the arts. Well, that's a document, right? But we need someone to take that document and the 1% and I'll kind of explain that quick. So community improvement projects that happen in the city, right? They have a budget. And so this document, this ordinance would create saying if you were going to do a project, say, whatever over in that area, and you were going to allocate this many millions of dollars, 1% of that needs to be allocated for to implement the arts into that project. It's just a document, right? And it's mm -hmm. a really great idea. And a lot of major cities have this, but somebody needs to champion that. And so this coordinator could do that. Um, they could also look at just different ways to apply for different grants to bring us all together. You know, we we are all kind of in our own little bubbles as far as arts council's doing what we're doing, the pavilion's doing what they're doing, the Levitt's doing what they're doing. But this person could take like a project like a Meldrum Park and they could apply for that NEA grant to have that done instead of somebody like the arts council, like the arts council actually applied for the NEA grant for the Meldrum Park, which is on city land. Um, it's It's just, it would it would make things make a little more sense, I think, for our community too. You know, you'd have community murals, you'd have implementation of ordinances, you would have just talking about the arts, you know, through public works and the health department, and just different ways to really integrate that into into all of the aspects of our life instead of just saying, "Well, I provided a wall over there," or "Here's a stand for a sculpture." which really doesn't integrate. We're just, <laughs> that's just kind of imagining that the arts are really just a cherry on the top right. versus the arts are an integral part, are the heart of our community. It's just as important as having power or water running to our homes is having the arts come in in different areas and in different aspects of our life. And so it's maybe the next step for our city to really step it up as an arts community, which I believe we truly believe we are. If you look around at what we're doing, exactly, it's it's really like it's the most appropriate step. So to get back to your question real quick, I know that you were asking like where things are at, <laughs> right? Um, it's not dead in the water, and right now there's um, some members of the original arts task force were who were originally uh, suggested this position be a thing. Right, I recall that from um, a couple of years back. Along and the arts council were were right alongside with that. We're working towards working with the city council to reapproach that idea and to give them kind of a little packet and say, this is what it is. This is why you should support it in hopes that they make a, a reconsideration on their decision in December and fund the position. Uh, right now we're doing a open forum and I can send you a little more of the information too, where we're asking uh, the arts community to sign in mm -hmm. on that they are in support of this as well as come to a public input session if they have any additional questions and we'll have some stuff going through our social media so other 
individuals can sign the petition and and be a part of that. So then they'll be presented in that packet to the city council to say, this is supported by these major organizations, um, these major businesses, individuals, your constituents, families, yeah. all these people are in support of this. And this is why it's a good thing. All right. Well, we look forward to that uh, coming about as well. Uh, just the, the one final thing I guess I wanted to ask you is what do you think we still need in the arts community? More of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God bless you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank no, you. We just need, we need, uh, we need more people Advocates to go out. And just, well, when I say more of you, Dave, you go to every show. Pretty much. <laughs> you go to every show. We need people like you that support the arts. I mean, do you watch movies? You oh, might, yeah. You probably yeah. watch movies, but I feel like you really take in a lot of the live, the interactive, the in that we right do. there. Yeah. You're but, a button, uh, a seat. You're there. You're uh, doing season, it. Season ticket holders to one, two, three, four, five Absolutely. different theater companies. Yeah. To just look outside your regular bubble, to experience something maybe that you wouldn't have experienced, to go out to that show that you've always been meaning to go out to, to lit go to your favorite restaurant, listen to some live music. I mean, enjoy what our city has to offer and, and show up. And I think that's what we're always saying is show up, show up to other people's events, come out. It's easy to get just stuck in the rut, especially now it's going to be wintertime. People are going to no, go true. home, yeah. get out of their dark at night, and <laughs> warm up. But, you know, look out in the community, go to the Arts Council's calendar, check out some events. We host a lot of events on our calendar so you can see all the different things happening. And there is not a day out of the week that there's not something happening related True. to the arts. And also, if you happen to be looking for an artist, you've got a great directory on there, too. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Our artist directory has about 270 artists that are like in the queue, but about over half of those are, are active on our website. So you can reach out to artists, you can find their work, you can click on their links and buy, buy work from them, see some of them are teaching classes, there's all sorts of stuff, so. Fantastic, uh, and uh, you know the usual uh, final questions. When you're not part of the arts and entertainment scene, what do you like to be entertained by? Whoa, say that again. All right, Okay. <laughs> you are an executive director for Sioux yeah. Falls Arts Council, but when that stops for the day and you go someplace to soak it all up, what do you like to take in for entertainment? Just on my personal, um, I'm kind of a gallery person. Okay. I like to go to a lot of art shows. Mm -hmm. um, having those conversations with people just about the work is, I think, my favorite part. Yeah. Um, I've been meaning to go to more plays, so I admire you running to all the shows. I'm like, oh, just get a seat next to you. Well, see, I'm finally getting to more galleries. forever. Yeah, <laughs> I really wanted to go see Salem. That was my, oh, wow. I was super sad I missed that. Uh, I'm, I'm a little worried about that show, though, because it was so good. Oh, I'm wondering if it was Luke, say that. If, it, if it meant that Luke Tatchy's going to be called by Broadway to put something together. He better. <laughs> I mean, if and, somebody and, deserves it. Wow. Oh, I know. I There's so many things like that. No, I don't get to leave work. So when you're saying, like, when I take off oh, my true. executive director yeah. hat, I don't get to take that off. Yeah. I'm kind of always on. And I just really enjoy the community that I live in. It's great to be around so many creative people. It feels like it's energetic and it's right where I want to be. And I love that I can walk out the door and just 
have this world out there to just select from. And it, anytime I walk into a space, I feel like I can know somebody in there. I don't even need a date. So, <laughs> uh, Okay, so aside from that, then, when you do take off the work hat, what do you like to do for fun? Just hang out with my family. Yeah. Yep, I have a Always three-year-old a son, answer, yeah. so yeah. Yeah. And, he's, uh, he's quite a... He takes up a lot of my time. I was going to say, he looks like he's getting more energetic as he uh, ages, too. He's bouncing off the walls. Yeah. Really into Spider-Man right now. So okay. I have to say, if I get any free time, it's usually watching uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, like, for the hundredth time. So, <laughs> But I enjoy it because I'm, I'm right. with the people I love. So, Oh, there you go. All right. Well, thank you so much, Kellen. Appreciate your time. Uh, always a pleasure to have you on the show and uh, always so great to hear everything that's going on with Sioux Falls Arts Council and uh, look forward to even more down the line. Yes. All right. And we'll be back to wrap up the Dave Holly Hour in just a moment. Helping women feel empowered and confident is what Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th does while supplying high quality clothing that fits your lifestyle, personality, and price point. Whether you want comfy and cozy, casual attire, or something for a special occasion, Posh provides quality, selection, and value. They carry sizes extra small to 3X and have something appropriate for any age. Feel empowered and get confident. Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th. Dr. Perry Langston and Dr. Corey Tooney know excellence is in you. That's why they provide you with excellent care at XL Chiropractic, improving your overall health in spirit, body, mind, and will. Get results the natural way. Arrange a consultation, 605-332-9235 or xlchiros.com. Excellent care for excellent people. XL Chiropractic, located at 4309 South Racket Drive in Sioux Falls. From the Dipsy Doodle Studios at the world headquarters of Big D Entertainment, a 40-square-foot home studio in the middle of America, it's Dave Holly. Thanks again to those great guests, Alex Newcomb-Wyland and Kellen Boyce. Thanks to the fine folks at Sunny's Pizzeria, where we held this week's conversation with Alex. Thanks to the man who put the R&R wine bar and kitchen, Ricardo Terabilsi, where we recorded our conversation with Kellen. Most of all, thank you for your interest in Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment. If you haven't so far, follow us on Facebook and Instagram, which automatically gets you entered for Pizza with a Podcaster. For all 155 episodes, go online at DaveHollyHour.com. As Arts South Dakota says, home is where the art is. As I say, put some art in your heart. Remember, I'm Dave Holly, and for me, every day is a holiday. The Dave Holly Hour has been brought to you by Posh Boutique, The Sky in Tea, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Jesse Moffat Entertainment, and Sonny's Pizzeria. If you would like to contribute to the continued success of this podcast, Simply buy Dave a cup of coffee. Go to DaveHollyHour.com and look for a coffee cup icon in the lower left. Don't forget to stay up to date on the show on Twitter and Instagram. Follow the Dave Holly Hour on Facebook and you'll be automatically entered in our Pizza with a Podcaster contest. The Dave Holly Hour is produced in the Dipsy Doodle Studios by Big D Entertainment. Thanks for listening 